Hi, how's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, where um, I, I would have addressed this yesterday because technically that's when the news had occurred. Uh, but my daughter's more important. I mean, this is important, but I, I think anyone's going to make the argument that their their child is that important. So I have a tradition. I'm going to stick with that tradition. So every Tuesday, I dedicate a message to my daughter. Um, so I wasn't able to do that yesterday, but uh, I did want to talk about it because, again, like I've talked about the day before yesterday, I talked about um, the anxiety. I don't get anxious, but like the I guess anxiety is going to be the easiest word for me to use my anxiety and, and, and not knowing exactly how the trial of Derek Chauvin, um, the guy that murdered George Floyd, how it was going to turn out. Um, it's sad that that's a real reality, especially if you just spend the time to look at the nine minute, nine and a half minute video of what occurred on that day, of what he did to George Floyd. But uh, you just, you still don't know. And that's a sad truth about our political system, not political system, sorry, our justice system um, and trial by, by jury is that sometimes this kind of stuff can get away and not sometimes, a majority of the times it has happened that way. And actually, Derek Chauvin is a minority in the in police officers that get convicted for murder murder cases. I could not believe this statistic or this statistic, but I think since two thousand five, there's been fifteen thousand police shootings. Most of them justified. But many of them, there there could be excuses for why they didn't need to occur in such a way. And out of those 15,000 police-involved shootings of individuals, only seven, that includes Derek Chauvin, I think, only seven have been convicted for murder out of 15,000 police shootings since 2005. That is insane. That just shows you the level of just protection from all levels that police officers generally have when they commit atrocities like this and another sad but fun fact which is not really fun but a fact is that um derek chauvin is the first white police officer tried for um a crime committed against a a african-american or black male or black person um, in the state of Minnesota, that's the first of its kind. Like, and uh, that's another sad truth because Minnesota had a uh, history already with um police crime towards African Americans, but I cannot remember the individual off the top of my head. Um, but they just seem to have these cases all the time, which is just unfortunate. But the reason I want to talk about this and why I I, I want to keep talking about it. And, uh, one, it's because like I said before, my podcast started because I could not believe the events that occurred that led up to that moment. And at the time, uh, I was talking to, uh, someone that became a friend through uh, my work at the time. Uh, we were talking about this. He's, he was a black man and we were talking about those events and essentially, uh, we were talking about how, uh, I was bringing up the fact that the system is getting better, but it's still not there, and it's bad. Like I know it's bad, and it's 
I'm not part of that minority class, but I empathize and I understand how bad that racism is. And I've, I've stood against that my entire life. But um, I'll never forget the fact that he brought up the, the point that why he brought up such a good point that that day as I was leaving as a 30 minute drive from where I was to come home in that 30 minutes, I self-recorded a, a, a audio track to myself it was like my first test of doing a podcast, but that conversation I had with him was so deep in the sense that uh, he was telling me essentially in summary, why do we have to continue waiting for change to happen? Why is the change not happening now? When does that change need to happen? And when he presented it that way, I was like, oh my God, he's right. Like, why am I standing here trying to tell him that the system is slowly getting better. Fuck getting slow. The system needs to be better now. These people are going through problems now. And yeah, there it might be getting better, right? This narrative that that now like this stuff is becoming less and less acceptable and more and more people are becoming more exposed to this. That's not enough. The system needs to change now. And however way that's gonna happen. I'm not in a position to make that change happen, but those in power need to start addressing this issue. And it's deep rooted in our country, which is a sad reality, right? Our history for a majority of, of the life of this country has been rooted in racism, hardcore racism. And I know that it's hard to give that up immediately, but that doesn't matter. Just because something's hard doesn't mean that we can't do it. We have to do it. And so when I was having that discussion with him, after that, I let him have the floor. I let him talk his frustration. I let him bring up his perspective on everything. And more so because he understood the pain himself because he was black. And who am I? I know I'm a minority, but Hispanics don't have it as bad as black people. We have it bad. We have our own issues um, with racism, but it's nowhere near as bad as black people. And, um, and I just sat there and listened and I, I got emotional because I, I felt, you know, I felt like he was right. He was a hundred percent right. And normally our conversations between me and him were always funny. Like we would always laugh. We would always make the location where I was working laugh all the time. But that conversation was so not expected and so good that it got me to record a 30 minute conversation with myself and from that, got me to record my first podcast um, to put online. And um, so George Floyd means a lot to me because I'll never forget just how insane that an event like that had to occur for a conversation to happen. That conversation should have been had already. I should not have been born in a society where racism occurs. Racism should have been something I read about in the history books, not something that I live and hear about to this day. That is a sad reality of this country, and that shit needs to end, and it needs to end now. And so I enjoy the conversation about the fact that just because Derek Chauvin is going to jail for, you know, we still don't even know how long he's going to go to jail for, but it seems like the judge is probably going to put him in for a good amount of time. Just because he's going to jail for a good amount of time doesn't mean that this is all fixed. This is all over. It's not. There's still 
issues with police. There's still a deep-rooted issue with racism in this country, and that stuff needs to be addressed and needs to be talked about more. And I want to do my part in bringing that subject up. And if it bothers you, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, get over it. Because just because you don't deal with these issues, you need to empathize with people that do have to deal with these problems. And don't pretend like you can even step in their shoes. You can't. I thought I could. I thought I could understand what it was like to be in their shoes. But I can't. I can empathize. But my my feelings and my sorriness that these people have to suffer in such a way isn't going to make a change, that immediate change happen. It's going to take millions and millions of us to feel the same way and to demand a change to occur. And I don't see that happening soon. And so I can see this the cynicism from my friend. Like essentially when I brought up the fact that the system is slowly getting better. Because at any point, it could change, right? It could take some radical president. It could take some radical politicians to just roll things back. It's so fragile of a system. It's so sad that that's the case. And it, again, it's some states aren't even going to accept it because of how still deep-rooted racism is in their individual states. And in other states, it's so sophisticated, right? It's an elitist perspective. It's no longer framed as racism. It's more framed as, oh, I'm rich. They're not. But I'm not racist. I'm just rich. But in theory, it's definitely some level of racism. Because when you look at the level of, of, of class of individual compared to what race they are, you could tell that it's still predominantly a white-held system. And and again, I under I don't I don't hate white people. <laughs> That's really stupid as well. I don't blame white people. There are a ton of good white people out there. But unfortunately, there is that that history with white individuals with this country. And it's more the problem is maybe you're a good person, but the fact that you're uncomfortable talking about these things makes you a bad person in my eyes. Because you need to at least understand that this isn't like something that you could just say, like, I'm doing my part by not being racist. Like, no, you need to help your fellow person help understand that this is bad, right? Because we all know those racist people. And those racist people need to have their perspectives changed. Because it's so stupid that, again, like I said, that this isn't something I'm reading about in a history book. It's something that people are still going through now. And the fact that that's even occurring is so sad. When we have all this knowledge, when we have all this technology, when when man has so many issues to deal with, right? Majority of us are all dealing with this problem of like robotics and, and rich people and the income inequalities and all of this stuff. And yet we still want to, in our own, our own equalities, create division amongst one another based off of something as stupid as just skin of your color or the color of your skin is just the stupidest thing ever. And so, and another thing too, the other insane part is that Derek Chauvin probably would have gotten away with this if it wasn't for that young girl, that teenager that essentially took out her phone and started recording everything that that happened. If she wasn't there, he would have gotten away easily. Because if you look at the, and I could, this blew my mind when I heard about it yesterday, um, that the the initial police report 
that those police officers wrote, Derek Chauvin and his his fellow policemen that that were there at the scene with him, they wrote that that George Floyd died from a medical condition in their police report. They wrote that George Floyd died from a medical condition. I don't know if that nine and a half minute video looks like a medical condition killed him, but it definitely looks like some fucking asshole put their body weight on someone's neck for that duration and then had the audacity to put in their report because they were afraid what would happen to them that they, that George Floyd died from um, a medical condition. Freaking insane. Insane. When I heard that yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that fact. It's sad that I'm still learning new things about this case after the fact. And I hope Derek Chauvin goes to jail for a long time. I hope so. And I hope that all the other police officers that were there with him also see their time in jail as well. Um, and I hope it's a learning experience for them because they're probably not going to serve as long as he does. But I hope it's definitely a learning experience for them. But... um. Yeah, it's sad that that change hasn't happened now. And it's sad it's going to take time. And it's sad that it's probably not even going to happen in my lifetime. That's just, that's the thing that makes me the most sad. It's because my daughter won't read about it in her history books. It'll be something that she sees herself. And, and that bothers me. That really, truly bothers me. When, it, when will it be the time where we read about this dark history in, in our country? When my daughter has her own kids? It's it's the stupidest thing ever when I have grandchildren. No, that that change needs to happen now. And that change will only happen if we take the effort to to understand and to promote the message that look, there's problems of racism in this country. You might not be racist, but that doesn't mean that this system doesn't exist out there and that we can't do a better job of eradicating that out of our society. So, um I I do get passionate about this because I really do think that it's silly that this is something that I have to fucking talk about. Why? This is so stupid. Like, why can't criminals just be criminals? People just commit crimes because they commit crimes and they're the bad people, right? But no, somehow there are people out there that just view people of a color outside of theirs as criminals, as bad people, as people that are are wrong and they want to do everything in their power to put these people away, lock them up, kill them, whatever the case may be. I think that idea is so stupid, so stupid. It really is. But anyways, thank you guys as always for listening to today's podcast. My apologies about how passionate it is, but I'm not really sorry, actually like it, it does matter. So, um, George Floyd, um, it's, it's sad that it took the event that it happened to you to get this conversation going. And I, and I hope your death moves this agenda faster to a point where that realization, where if you just lived just that little bit longer, this stupid shit wouldn't have happened to you. And, um, I'm sorry for your family. And I thank you tremendously for, for inspiring me to, and and inspiring someone else to make me someone that wasn't ever racist in their life better understand how that in itself isn't enough that I need to do a better job of pushing this narrative and I'm going to keep doing that um 
you know, rest in peace, bud. And for everyone else, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. And I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.